0: Hello, and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and I'm an attorney, mediator, trainer, keynote speaker, author, podcaster, social media influencer, technology junkie, consultant, and coach, and although I know that sounds like a lot, but what it really means to me is that I've found a way to make a living doing what I love and doing it in a way that lets me help others. So in this podcast, I want to share some tips and insights into helping you create the career that lights you up and pays your bills, whether that's as a mediator, attorney, collaborative professional, or really anything that you are passionate about. So I'll be chatting with some of the most successful and influential experts in all areas associated with building your practice, and I'll share my own thoughts and the lessons I've learned along the way. So come along on the journey with us and soon you'll have a practice that will let you make money mediating too. Hello and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and this is the podcast that I hope is your go-to for all things dispute resolution and finding success however you define that word, in your dispute resolution practice. And in today's episode, I'm going to venture into the world of content creation. I've talked about social media creation previously on the show, but today I want to specifically focus on how you, as a dispute resolution professional, can create blog and article content that truly stands out and, most importantly, is effective for you. Because it's a lot of work to put those articles and those blog posts out there. I want to make sure you are getting the biggest bang for your buck when you put that effort in. So this episode is going to be packed with tips and insights that are going to help you that writing to the next level. But I have to tell you, I have to take a moment. Please, you know, bear with me, everyone, but I am very excited. So before we dive into the topic, I have a couple of exciting announcements that I'm getting to share with you all. So if you listen to this podcast, you probably or may know that I'm the chair-elect of the American Bar Association's Section of Dispute Resolution. Yay, Section of Dispute Resolution. And one of the big initiatives that I hope to be be able to accomplish in my year as chair, is to bring more content and programming for professionals on how to start and build a practice and find success as a dispute resolution practitioner, kind of what this podcast is focused on. But I know this is content that people are always asking for. And so I have really been making it my mission to bring more to everyone, more of that stuff that you wish someone had told you, all those things I wish I had known at the beginning. So, I have two really exciting announcements to make. First, drum roll please, if I had a drum, I'd be banging it right now because this one is really exciting to me. I have been tasked with and have created the very first practice building workshop for the ABA section of dispute resolution. This is going to be a a full day pre-conference workshop to be held on April 10th to kick off this year's ABA Section of Dispute Resolution Spring Conference. The Spring Conference will be in San Diego this year. So this pre-conference workshop will be all day on Wednesday the 10th, the first day of the conference, and there will be five programs that are going to be covering the building blocks of what you need to know to get started in a practice and covering sort of how to make your practice flourish so we have business planning in fact i will be doing the very first program of the day on sort of combining using chat gpt on how to do your business planning. We also have financial, legal, and organizational experts coming in with tips and insights. We have must know marketing, and I'm so excited to announce that we have industry leader who is going to be doing that program. If you are not following Stephanie on LinkedIn, go right now to the show notes and click on and follow her her content is amazing and she is coming to san diego to share with you all how to get started practicing with marketing your practice and then we have we're going to close out the day with not one but two amazing panels one is of some of the top practitioners from a variety of different backgrounds who are going to talk about how they made their practice work and give you some insights and tips. And then we have some of the top ADR providers in the country. Think AAA, JAMS and other ADR providers. They are coming in and are going to share their wisdom. So this is really a do not miss event that is attached to the biggest and best conference and gathering of dispute resolution professionals in the country, which is the ABA, DR sections, spring conference. So don't miss either of these. Don't miss the pre-conference practice building workshop or the conference itself, I will put registration um, information links in the show notes, or you can just go to the ABA's ambar.org, go to the section of dispute resolution page, and you'll find links to everything there. But easiest way to do it, go to the show notes. And my second announcement, drum roll again, is that we on September 12th and 13th of this year, which is the first month of my chairmanship, the section of dispute resolution is going to hold its inaugural Virtual Practice Development Institute, which is a two-day event all day online for both of those. We're going to have more information on programming to come, but I do want to note that if you go to the workshop in April, you're going to get a discount on the Institute and these two events are going to continue to build that momentum for you to be building your practice and that will be the fuel that's going to launch your practice. So please mark your calendars, please register for the practice building workshop in April. I hope to see you there. I'm very excited if you're going to be coming, reach out to me through LinkedIn. LinkedIn or email susan at susaneguthrie.com and let me know you're going to be there. I'm super excited. We already have a number of people signed up for that. All right. So the excitement for me, I had to share that with you all because I'm just so delighted that we are finally doing this. But let's get back to today's episode because I'm also excited to be doing this and I'll tell you why. I work, as you know, I work with a lot of professionals, and the number one thing I'm always hearing from them in our discovery session that we do at the very beginning is what they've been doing and why they don't feel like it's getting them anywhere. And the number one, one of the big things, I guess I would say, that I hear from them is that I'm constantly putting out blogs and articles, yet I never get a client from them. I never get any feedback on them. I never get the response that I want. I may get a lot of nice comments about them, but they don't bring me business. And that's why I want to talk about how to blog for the win, right? Let's go to the title of this episode. Blogging for effect, effective blogging, is very different than just putting out good content, on topics of interest there's sort of not a formula to this but there are things to keep in mind so let's look at what you need to do to create great and effective blog content so first off every great piece of writing begins with understanding who that writing is for who you're writing for This is really important and something that people forget all the time when they're doing anything in marketing, whether they're posting on their social media, whether they're putting out an advertisement, whether they're doing a blog article. When you're in the realm of dispute resolution, you have to be thinking about who you're trying to reach out to. Who is this blog? Who is this article content supposed to be appealing to? And that could range from potential clients, you know, who are the the consumers. So if you're a divorce mediator like I am, that might be the people who are getting divorced. Or perhaps it's to fellow professionals, your referral sources. So you might be wanting to write to or reach out to, fellow practitioners who might refer the cases they can't take to you, you might be re- reaching out to and writing for the litigators who might bring their disputes before you. You need to be thinking about who you are writing for. And then, you, once you've identified that audience, you want to speak to what their needs are. And this is where the disconnect happens most often. You write interesting content, but you aren't speaking to your audience's needs. What do they need? This goes back to that marketing conversation that we've had in some prior episodes of what is your audience's burning need and how do you solve it? Same thing here. Think about what your audience is looking for. Are they looking for guidance? expertise, reassurance. You know, by the end of this segment, I'm going to walk you through all of this. You'll know exactly who you're writing for and why you're writing to them and what it is that they you're what it is that you're going to deliver that they need. So you've you've often heard, I'm sure, that content is king right? Content is king. Content is king. But I want you to understand that engagement is the key to the kingdom. You can have good content, but if you are not engaging with your target audience, you do not have the key to the kingdom. You do not get beyond the moat and into the beautiful castle. So as we continue talking here, I want to talk about sharing how you can blend your expertise with sort of a storytelling approach that's going to resonate with your readers who are your intended audience. And I want to explore the balance between your professional insight with relatable narratives, right? So that storytelling is incredibly important. And that's what ensures your content is not just informative, but it's also captivating. In other words, it's engaging. So I I think the way to describe this is probably just to give you an example where I've seen this in play. And I'm thinking of a, a recent article that a colleague wrote, and it was an article about a new client they had just had referred to them by a prior client and they ended up writing about this experience. Now, this was an attorney who took their client and case um, into mediation and they were very successful in mediation. The mediation was a one session, was one full day session and brought about a resolution of that case. The client was absolutely delighted, thought that the attorney had done a wonderful service to them by helping them find success and find resolution in mediation although this case had been going along in a much more traditional litigation fashion for some time that client ended up referring a colleague's case to this same attorney because this case was a complicated case there was a lot of emotion involved and the new client was interested in seeing if mediation would work. And so the client that this attorney had already helped said, you've got to go to my attorney. They handled this mediation situation with my case so well that I really highly recommend them. You've got to go to them. Now it turns out the second case that got referred was a really big case. It was probably one of the biggest cases that this attorney had handled and it came in because this attorney had gone into the mediation process with their client and truly supported and assisted that client through the process to a successful agreement and conclusion. And that client was so happy and satisfied with that experience that they they refer. Now, this is a pretty typical story, right? Someone goes out to a good restaurant. They have a lovely meal. A friend says, I'm looking to take my soon to be fiance out to a nice restaurant where I'm going to propose. Do you have any suggestions? Oh, hey, you've got to go to this wonderful restaurant where they went the extra mile for us. The waiter was fabulous. Ask for Jonathan. Right. We know good customer service because we are a service industry. All right, I talk about that all the time on this, this show, but we are a service industry. We know that good service brings good word of mouth, brings client satisfaction, brings referrals. So the attorney, the litigator who had this experience, turned this into a blog article for other attorneys to share this experience of how turning from traditional litigation, embracing mediation, encouraging the client to fully participate in the mediation, prepare for it well, and go through it with that open mind to resolution, helped that client find resolution, and in the end, the client thought the attorney had done the best job for them and referred someone else. So they took an experience and were able to tell the story of that experience in a way that was very engaging so that other attorneys and clients would know of their ability to take a litigated case and do a very good job as an advocate in a mediation to the extent that that client was so happy they referred this new case to them. So it did a lot of things. That's one example, but it gives you an idea of what I'm talking about here. We all have things that happen to us in our professional lives that are teaching moments, that are moments of finding success or where we've used an element of our technique or strategy or expertise to effectuate an end for a client that we can then turn into a compelling content for the target audience that we were, are looking at. So think about what has happened in your career, in your day, and I will tell you, this is one of those things that the more you do it, the more often you're gonna be going through your day and think, oh my goodness, this is something that would be a great blog article. Right. Another one that I've seen many people do very successfully. Josh Kirsch, a colleague of ours who is a mediator, um, he's also taken several Most and Guthrie trainings, and he happens to have done some trainings for us at Most and Guthrie, but he did a wonderful a two-part blog from Austin Guthrie that was the confessions of a training junkie. I've referenced this in others, but it is a wonderful example of someone taking an experience. He, in that article, talks about the fact that he took our training. It was his fifth 40-hour mediation training he had just finished harvard's 40-hour mediation training then took ours and he was talking about why being a training junkie was so beneficial to him personally and to his practice it did a lot of other things too right it let people know that he's a very experienced very well trained very well versed practitioner I'll, i'll link to them in the show notes so that you can read them but that's another example of ways that you can identify who you are speaking to and what it is about you that they want to know and give them that information in a way that is engaging. Storytelling is one of the best ways we can do that. Now, the other thing is creating outstanding content is really only half the battle. You've also got to make sure people are going to read it. You've got to get it seen, right? You've got to get it into the hands. So a few things that you need to be thinking of when you draft these are, first off, you got to come up with a title that's catchy. And I know I'm a broken record with this, but if you're having a little bit of a hard time being creative, go over to my friends, ChatGPT or Bard, and ask them to brainstorm with you for some catchy titles and what you want to tell them is you want a type of title that is going to be appealing and catch the attention of who your target audience and you want that title to highlight what it is that they want to know about you or what it is you want them to know about you the thing that's going to resonate with them so you highlight those in your prompt And then ask ChatGPT or BARD, but any of them will work, to give you 10 different suggestions and find one that you think is going to be catchy. Please, there's so much content out there in the world. Please do not just go with a boring title. No one's going to click on it or it's going to really lower your click rate. And, And I'm not talking about click rate from that SEO standpoint, although SEO is important. I'm talking about if they don't click on the link... They're not going to read your article and then it's completely not serving its purpose for you. You could have written the best article in the world, but if nobody reads it, not very helpful to you. You're also going to want to get it out there on a variety of different platforms. So wherever you are publishing this particular article is great, right? You've got it on your website. But people who aren't on your website don't know to go there. So you need to make sure that you let people know. Put out a bunch of different types of posts on your social media, on your LinkedIn, on your Instagram, on your Facebook, on your Twitter, or X, sorry, keep forgetting, whatever platform you put that out on there, talking about it, highlighting it in different ways, take a quote out of it. We've talked about social media in some other episodes, but I really want you to make sure that you're amplifying this particular content to let people know that it's there and then make sure that you have easy access to the actual article or you tell them where to go to find it and do this for a while. If you wrote a great article six months ago, no one remembers, repost it, get it back out there, put it out on LinkedIn, rework it a little bit and, and put it out as a LinkedIn article link to it in a current post that you're putting out but make sure that you are doing everything that you can to increase your content's visibility and effectiveness because again if they're not seeing it it really doesn't matter how good your post is now and now the third thing i really want you to be thinking about in the world of blogging success you really can't expect one article or one blog is going to change your world, right? There's value in consistently putting out product and content. You need to put out new content, and it doesn't have to be, as I just said in the last part, it doesn't have to be brand new. You can take something that was successful before and either rework it or amplify it or or take it to the next level. We talked once about this, now let's take that to the next topic here or talk about this further or some of the insights that I heard after I did this article. But you want to be consistently putting out content. And then looking to see what is resonating and what is not resonating. So you need to sort of have that consistent writing schedule. And again, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to put out a blog article every single week. You could put one out every month. That's 12 articles per year. That is not a, a huge commitment. It is a commitment. But putting out consistent content means that you are going to be reaching your audience and reaching a wider audience every single time that you put something out there. And then in the interim time between putting out new content, you would want to be amplifying your prior content. And that could be the one that you just released in that particular month. You want to talk about the content you put out three months ago, the content you put out six months ago, reference it in your current content or talk about it again in that social media or in the variety of different places. You see that I do that both in the LinkedIn newsletter, I might refer you to other topics that I have spoken about and even in this podcast, I'll say, you know, there's another episode where we covered this. I can't cover every single thing all in one episode. I'd be talking to you for days So it's important to let people know that you've got other content out there that can be helpful to them. And that word helpful takes me to my last tip here. The last thing I would like you to take away from this is if you are struggling to know what type of content to put out, think about what is helpful to your target audience. That word helpful is the key to everything helpful content if you are helping those who you are trying to reach then that is what's going to resonate with them so be helpful and there are so many different ways that you can do that but think of something that was helpful to you and share it. I was just recently talking with a colleague and he mentioned that he, as he starts his new practice, had struggled to find someone who could help him create a good as we know good website is really important but he was struggling to find someone who could help him do that and do it in a financially reasonable way it's very expensive to put up a new website from scratch and he found someone he outsourced to through fiverr which is a a wonderful freelance network and he was able to find someone and believe it or not put together a a wonderful website he's very happy with, and it was under $500. And so I said to him, put out a post about that, put out a blog article about that, put out content about that, it was helpful to you. Imagine the attention it might get from those you're wanting to connect with to give them that helpful content, to give them your insight. So that can be very, very helpful. So, let's let's sort of recap what we've just talked about here because this can if you follow along through this and you put this type of thought into your blogging, it can definitely raise the level of success that you find through this effort and that is always the goal. Doing a lot of effort with no no positive response, stop doing it it's the old spaghetti that's your spaghetti that slid down the wall you want the spaghetti that's sticking to the wall so remember we talked about understanding your audience identifying who you're trying to reach who is it if your goal is to get clients who is it and how do you get those clients that's who you want to reach what's helpful to them what content would be helpful to them so you want to craft engaging and informative content that is going to be helpful and reach out to them you want to do that in that storytelling way that's one of the easiest ways to make it engaging you want them to engage with it you want to enhance that your contents reach you want to make sure that you get it out there in as many different ways and let people know that it's there don't just plant it on your website and expect that people are going to come there put it out in a newsletter Put it out on your social media more than once in different formats, in different places, at different times of the day. And be consistent in your writing. Figure out what schedule is going to work for you once every two months, whatever is going to work for you, but get on that schedule. Because the goal is to not just share your knowledge, but you want to do it in a way that truly resonates with your listeners, with your readers. You wanna do it in a way that truly resonates with those that are reading your content so that they then do what it is that you want them to do and that is to reach out to you, to mediate their matter, to bring business to you, to refer business to you. So I encourage you to put these tips into practice. Start by looking at some of your existing content but sort of through these new lenses, this fresh perspective. Can you take something that you've written about before, but draft a new piece with these strategies in mind? So I hope this is helpful to you. If it is, guys, reach out to me. Or if you have questions, I always want to know whether this is helping you, what content would be helpful to you. Always, the goal of make money mediating isn't just to make money, it's to help you excel in the field of dispute resolution, and to create a practice that you love. So thank you, thank you for joining me today. Remember, your words have the power to resolve conflicts and inspire change. Keep writing, keep mediating, and I'll see you in the next episode of Make Money Mediating. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I hope you got some great insights and tips on creating your dream practice. Join us every week on Thursdays for a new episode. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're enjoying the podcast, here's a shameless ask. Please consider giving it a five-star rating and tell us in a review what you find most helpful. It's honestly the best way for others to find the show so that they can make money mediating too.